sir. We promised you a great main event here tonight. To this shoot arrow episode, we give a shout out to our friends at Bambi. All right, listen up. You're running a business. HR issues can kill you, man. They can crush what you're trying to do. Wrongful terminations, you know, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, um, and HR manager salaries. These are not cheap. They average seventy thousand dollars a year. Bambi can solve this for you. B a m b e e. You have a small business, boom, you get a dedicated HR manager. Craft HR policy and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. It's so easy. I'm talking about onboarding. I'm talking about terminations, all the tough stuff, all done for your business for $99 a month. It's month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. You did not start a business. You could spend all your time dealing with HR compliance. So let Bambi help. Go to Bambi.com slash cheap right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash cheap. B-A-M-B-E-E.com slash cheap. Speaking of cheap, SGG. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Good to be back on the pod, man. How you doing, Pete? I'm sorry that last week you had to be replaced with uh, Booker T. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's probably not the first time in my life that it's going to be happening that I get replaced by a legend. Certainly, it's not the first time this has happened on this podcast. Uh, you know, Jason Jordan has stepped in. Oh yeah, uh, Leo Rush has stepped in. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, the names just keep getting bigger and bigger. You know, <laughs> one day I'm gonna listen, and, and you know, Bret Hart will be filling in in the seat for me, and then I just can't come back after that. Like, how do you come back from the goat? Um, that's a very good point. That's a hard one to bounce back from, but we're here and, and, you know, listen, you've come back time and time again. I see no reason why you won't do it this time. And fortunately, you've been handed a bevy of storylines to talk about this week. Um, not going to be a shortage of things to discuss and be emotional about, but SUG, let's start outside the ring. What do you have for us? So I wasn't really, I didn't really see anything too mage outside the ring going on. And I, I kind of really want to start with with this pay-per-view, this Saudi show. I mean, my goodness, you know. It, it, Pete, can I ask you a question? Sure. How many arch enemies are you allowed to have? Are you only allowed the one, or can you have multiple arch enemies? Well, I mean, over the course of a lifetime, you know, a superhero has different arch enemies, SGJ. So okay. I see no reason why we're talking superheroes. Why should you be any different? You are a superhero, for God's sake. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because, I mean, my thinking was, listen, if I'm only allowed the one, it might be time to lay my grudge against Shawn Michaels 
to the side and, and say that Goldberg is my new arch enemy, especially after today. After the results of that Saudi show, it's, I mean, so you want to jump right into it? Do we want to jump yeah, right in? I mean, you want to go in straight there? Oh, I'm sorry. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. And I, I feel bad even saying this, as you know, a member of the JWO, and we all know what what the J stands for in JWO. <laughs> it's Jewish, and then you know, he's the pinnacle. But but I mean, after after this Saudi show. And Goldberg becoming the the new Universal Champion, two time Universal Champion, um, he's held now the red and the blue version of that championship. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say he's my arch enemy. After, <laughs> I mean, all, all of my faves eventually run into Goldberg, and it's just it, they hit a brick wall. He stops. They 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 they, they can't contain him, and, and I, I'm starting to take it personal. Starting to take it personal. So for the for some reason, if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet, or you didn't care about Super Showdown 2020, um, Goldberg beat the Fiend. Yes, in about five minutes. Yes, with a with a sort of meh jackhammer. It wasn't. A, it was a suplex. It wasn't a jackhammer. We're not even going to give it a jackhammer. It was a suplex. He didn't even hold them. He barely. Got, it was a suplex. And you know what? There's a there's a drop for that. It was Repug. It was Repug. It was Repug. You're not wrong. It was Repug. I will say this by the way. Bray looks very big again. Bray Bray looks like a lot. But you know, before we yeah, obviously Goldberg's going to catch it a lot today from everywhere. But let's just be real. <laughs> let's just be real. Goldberg's pretty big. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it to him. Goldberg was in very good shape. For a fifty-three-year-old or whatever he is, yeah, I'll give him that. But what he cannot get is forgiveness. So, so what could be the logic here in your eyes? Take me through it, Greg. What is the? What are they thinking? Why would this be? Why would this be the way to go? So, I mean. Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble and he last eliminated Roman Reigns. And so I think they're going to find a way to get Roman into that universal championship match at, at uh, WrestleMania. And you think Roman's going to end up in a match with Drew and Brock? No, no. I think, I think Roman's going to end up in a match with Goldberg. Okay. Brock is going to. Yeah, yeah, Roman's gonna get that Universal Championship match. I think they're gonna. Oh, got it. Because, because, um, the Fiend was the Universal Champion. Yes. And now Goldberg's Universal Champion. Just don't remind me. So now you get Roman versus Gold versus Goldberg. No. Yeah, for the Universal. Oh, you, that's what you think. You think it's gonna be Roman versus Goldberg for the Universal Championship? And, I do. And then what do you think happens to Bray? I'm sorry, the uh, Fiend. I mean, the rumors have been, and I've been, I've been sort of like waving off these rumors and trying not to feed into them and not to give them any of my time, but they all seem to be coming true. I mean, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley was a rumor yep. that I sort of eye rolled that and said, come on, they don't need to do that. Rhea can do something else. Charlotte can do something else. And they definitely seem to be going down that path. Um, Roman versus Goldberg was a rumored match and it looks like they're going to go that way after you know, Roman gave an interview and say that he would rather face the fiend at WrestleMania um, because he's the future. And, you know, he's made some, he threw some shade towards Goldberg and saying that he wants to face the fiend, you know? Um, so it seems to be that, that they're going to go in that direction, Roman and Goldberg. And then the rumored match was uh, John Cena versus the fiend, which I guess we'll find out um, on Friday or tonight. If you're, if you're hearing this, when we drop it um, on SmackDown because John Cena is supposed to return on the February 28th edition of SmackDown. So we'll, we're probably going to find out exactly in which directions everybody's going to go. But, but man, it's disappointing that Goldberg came in and gave the theme just like a quick, decisive so, loss. There are a lot of people, I think, who now believe this... Will set up so if 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 
if the fiend had won, people would have expected Roman versus the fiend. Yes. Now, is there a world in which we still get Roman and the fiend and this Goldberg title match becomes something else? Because let's throw out one positive thing, at least in my eyes, or more, maybe, maybe less than positive, I can say, not negative. Less than positive. Okay. Yeah. How about not negative? <laughs> okay. I, I never, I never wanted, I never wanted, I never wanted the title on the fiend in the first place. Right. So, I mean, a lot of people are in that boat, right? There are a lot of people who felt like it didn't make sense. He didn't need it. They hot shotted the title on him. And I was in that boat. I was because. I mean, his character doesn't need it, doesn't even need to be concerned with championships. You know, he's come out, thrash people. Um, it could be one of those situations where Bray is concerned with championships and wins and losses and then and gets pushed to a certain point and then The Fiend comes out. But The Fiend just got a lot of uh, of use and maybe wasn't kept as special as he could have been. So I was in that boat with you, that he didn't need the championship. But once he had it, he couldn't keep it forever, but it was about how do you get it? Well, that, that's, that's, you know, that's the thing that, that's what people are upset about is like, just how in the world would this be the appropriate way to have him lose? Yeah. A you squash know. match against Goldberg after we watched The Fiend crush legend after legend was not the way to me. It, I just, why would it be this way? Like, why not? I, I don't know. I don't know what the way is to make it make sense. I don't know. You know, let me, maybe I have the, um, maybe I have the right, um, Miz audio to make it make sense. With an exclusive world premiere of our brand new block slaughter. Sorry. I have been in WWE for 15 years. Whether you like me or hate me, whether you beer me or cheer, cheer me. I don't know what's been going on with the Miz these days. That's a separate conversation. Block with But um I'm not sure what you're supposed to do. But the idea that we would go through what we've gone through with the fiend for this long and then he just loses on like a suplex from Goldberg after five minutes with no story in the match and like who's really popping for Goldberg is the question. Are people are there people out there who are really still excited for Goldberg? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not, I, I'm not I know, saying I definitively know the answer either, but I'm asking it in, in earnest. I know I'm not one of those people. If there are people, I'm not one of those people. And they can be my arch enemies too. If you're out there then and you are popping for Goldberg and you are happy with the results of this match, then you you too are on my list. People. I didn't think this day would come where Sean would get bumped down my enemies list, but uh but here we are. I um I really I I I was I was listening to the episode of Arn where Conrad and Arn talked about the twenty fifteen rumble. And how big a disaster the reaction to it was. Daniel Bryan getting eliminated and Roman winning and how, you know, canceled WWE network trended number one. Yeah. I mean, people were so angry. And here we are five years later. And this really reminds me of that. And, you know, also, man, these Saudi shows have really all sort of stayed the same. You know, like glorified house shows where then these random huge things happen, right? So like half the card is just straight up like a house show, sort of a meaningless result, random match you would see. But then they inject these huge moments like the fiend, the fiend won and lost the title in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like maybe maybe that's what they were. Maybe that was the whole point. Maybe, maybe maybe it was. Maybe in some way it was related. Because how weird is that? Yeah. You know what, Pete? That's a stat. I didn't even 
Well, listen, you're not you're that. not known for stats, so someone has to step in here and hit was hit some stats. Yeah, no, I'm retired. I'm retired, but <laughs> Bear got excited. He just jumped up. Bear, are you looking for some delicious chicken? Of course. I mean, can you believe the sign that that listener made of 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 Bear and Chicken? Yeah, no, that was incredible. I if you guys haven't seen it, I posted it on my Twitter. One of our one of someone in the in the in the GP universe I'll, I got to get his name. He he posted a sign of one sign is a monstrous bear. The the bear sign he made it's bigger than his huge. It's bear's face and it's like bigger than his child. And then another one <laughs> is a huge piece of chicken. It's it's a work it's a work of art. We need to mass produce these bear signs. I mean, I love the guy. Okay, I consider Dave Lagreca a friend. I don't want to see Dave's ugly face in every show. No, not you, you want Bear's adorable face. Who doesn't want to see just all over the arena in Tampa Bear's adorable face bopping up and down? <laughs> so I, I'm trying to see what the you know if there's a positive angle that we're somehow missing. Um, but man, people were up in arms. Now I I guess I'm not freaking out because the fiend hasn't been my number one thing on the show for a while. Honestly, I, I'm more, I'm more checked in with Seth Rollins right now. I'm probably most checked in with Randy and Edge. I'm into Rhea and Charlotte. Um, there are just stories that I'm a little more curious about. So that's probably why I don't have the same level. I mean, I definitely was surprised. Don't get it twisted. I definitely was like, whoa, really? But. I don't think I felt the same level of passion other people felt for it just because, I don't know, the Fiend in the title hasn't meant anything to me. I just want to see yeah. the Fiend. Frankly, I don't think the Fiend has had great stories since he's been the Fiend. Yeah, yeah. I think it's lacked. I mean, I know everyone loves what he looks like. Everyone loves the entrance. Everyone loves the mask. Everyone loves Bray. But have you really? What's what would you look back over this this last year since we got the fiend? What is it? Eight nine months, whatever it's been. He was at SummerSlam, right? Yes, that was his first match. So, going back to the summer, what part would you look at and be like, "This is the memorable portion of it"? And I don't just mean the look; I mean from a wrestling story standpoint. What's the thing you're looking towards that you go? This is the thing that you're, you, you really, you know, you hold on to this. I mean, there isn't. The closest thing you have is, you know, him, him chasing the championship and looking like just an unstoppable, unbeatable monster. Um, chasing Seth for the championship. But again, he didn't need to be going after the championship in the first place. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I guess you would remember the Firefly Funhouse and some of the things that happened in the Firefly Funhouse, maybe. But, like, I'm trying to think of what... Any chance it turns into, wait for it, a Hulk Hogan story? Oh, my God. I hope not. Really? Wouldn't you enjoy getting to root for the feet? A Hulk Hogan story? If you got to see if you got to see the Fiend destroy Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania, wouldn't that bring you joy? I mean, it would, it would. But then to know that Hulk Hogan still got that WrestleMania bonus. He, by the way, he can give back the bonus. <laughs> he can give back the bonus. He got he got the Gawker bonus, bro. <laughs> no, no bonus necessary. <laughs> He might as well. He might. He might just want to get good favor and just be like, you know what, brother? You guys could share my my WrestleMania money. That's what you should do. Although I don't know if he's gotten the Gawker money. They don't have that much money. I wonder how that works. I don't think the point was to get the money, though. The point was probably just to shut them down, which which he did. I mean, but he but he was awarded like ninety million dollars on the insane. Now, by the way, SGG, is there any chance that over um, WrestleMania weekend you'll spend any time at Hogan Beach? There is zero chance. I don't think I'm going to be in Tampa, P. You don't think you're doing it? 
Nah, no Tampa for me. I'm probably enjoy WrestleMania from somewhere in the Northeast. Why? Why have you made this decision? Trying to save a little cash? Yeah. Well, we, we know I'm going international for, um, wedding related festivities. So when is, uh, when is your first festivity? Uh, Bachelor Mania is August 4th to the 9th in London. You really kept it cheap for your friends, huh? Just a quick trip to foggy London town. This is going to definitely have to be some stateside activities as well. I'm, I don't know what yet. No, knowing, knowing um, you, you'll still make it an expensive trip for everyone. You'll make everyone fly to like Austin or... No, I'll make them go to like Newark, yeah. New Jersey or something like that. <laughs> well, <if laughs> dinosaur in Newark? You could always do that. Yeah, why not? Um, and now by the way, so this, this, this rough, first of all, it was a, the Super Showdown was rough. Raw, yeah. Raw was rough. I think Raw was a setback from where it was. I think the last two Raws were set, were back a bit from where the previous three Raws were. Mm-hmm. Although the Monday Night Messiah and, uh, Montez Ford, I did enjoy their match. Yeah, I did. That's true. Too. That's true. And like I said, I've enjoyed all the Randy stuff. I really am. I think Randy's having a moment here. I think so too. I think Randy's really having a moment and, and then they keep stretching it out. I mean, I, I said this last week when you weren't on the show, but they're obviously proving you right about the limited schedule for Edge. I mean, and they're finding a creative way to do it. Next week, Beth Phoenix is coming on to talk. So like they just keep stretching out the time between you know, us getting when we when we will eventually get Edge back on the show. I think they're doing a really nice job of that. So yeah, um, props to that. But not a good week to do it because SGG. Everyone is saying this was a big monster week for AEW because it was because it was. Add me to the everyone. I caught that Iron Man match. Um, I caught it live. Pop Kenny Omega. I mean, those are just, and, those are just simply two of the best wrestlers in the world going at it. Just, the show just starts and you're like, Hey, you want to see Pac versus Kenny Omega? Yeah, I'm in. Yep. And, uh, I hated the finish. Don't get me wrong. Too much, uh, uh WrestleMania 12 vibes on okay. that finish. But the rest of the match is hard to, hard to, uh, to even find a flaw with any portion of the rest of the match. Well, and then he, and then after the match, Pac has the has the interaction with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, which and, I mean, I mean, Orange Cassidy deserved it. <laughs> is is but I gotta tell you, is is there? It may just be me. I don't know if there's anyone more over in wrestling than Orange Cassidy, and so effortless too, right? Yeah. Because not to take anything away from him, you know he he works at the craft and like he he does what he has to do. But it just comes across so effortless. Does he, by the way, I'm, I'm being serious. So now he has a match at Revolution against Pac. Does he work? Like, does he legit work? I don't know. I don't watch enough. I'm not going to lie. I don't watch enough of those guys on, over there. So I don't, but, but he know. hasn't, but he hasn't done anything on, on, on TV there. So this is a question no. for people who've seen him otherwise. Cause all he's done, all he's done there is little, you know, his moments. But I mean, I don't know that I mark out harder for anyone in the business right now than Orange Cassidy. <laughs> right, which is why I said it's so effortless because that's all he's done. And at this point, that's comfortably all he needs to do. <laughs> Can you imagine if if he walked out like during Raw at some point one day? Like yeah, effort, I mean, effortlessly walked out with the glasses and the half thumbs up, how crazy people would go? I would hope that they would allow him to do that and just be him. They've, they've been able to do that with other people with uh, AJ and Samoa Joe immediately come to mind. So yeah, these days I feel like when WWE still, you know, gets a talent that's been somewhere else, they, they take advantage of who the character is. But I'll tell you what, that whole segment was great. Um, the middle of the show was cool. And then the way in, first of all, we really got to give it up to Jericho who just, I mean, first of all, Jericho's song is like the most over theme song I remember since, since Shinsuke. Yeah, which is, it's wild to me. Cause I mean, guys, he's the bad guy. We can't be giving him his flowers in, in kayfabe. You know what I mean? Of course he definitely deserves it and he earned it. 
But I mean, kayfabe, guys, we can't, they can't be out here singing and, his theme song that's serenading him as he comes to the ring. Did you see, though, how him and the inner circle came out, like, with their hands on each other? Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I'd never seen that. that was, again, Orange Cassidy, never seen it before. That character, I've never seen it before. When the inner circle came out for the for the weigh-in and they walked single file with each man's two hands on the other the man in front of theirs like shoulders with their heads down just walking straight forward SUG was a little thing but I'd never seen it before I've never seen it either it definitely made them feel like a unit yeah like they were they were talking about the solidarity by the way yeah we got to give props to Taz Taz sounds good on commentary there I think Taz yeah. sounds good, and I, and I like how they've moved Shivani now to basically he's the main interviewer in the ring and, and other places, and then they let Taz um, sit in with JR and, and Excalibur. Um, lot they of- solved that problem that you were talking about, too, with you know Tony Shivani and Jim Ross just being like a little bit of, not even a little bit, like a lot of bit of overlap between those two. Yeah, now JR is your play-by-play. And both Taz and Excalibur are the wrestlers who are calling, who are, who are giving you the color. Um, and I think Taz sounds great. Actually, I got to reach out to him. I, I, I'm enjoying what he's doing. But so, um, I haven't seen the numbers yet of Raw, of, uh, NXT to AEW. I'm sure it was close. Um, it's, it's been hovering around that hundred thousand, you know, AEW's up around a hundred thousand. But man, it's just, I really hope the WWE, the, the WWE creative people are understanding that while sure, there's no competition, there's a product on with people who are really innovating. And yeah, it fell flat a bunch of times, but they're hitting some too. Mm-hmm. And you know, you cannot get complacent. Raw, Raw was really much better for several weeks, but. This moment today at Super Showdown is a risky moment. People are upset. The second it happened, my phone started vibrating. Emails, <laughs> yeah. e- emails to the mailbag, messages in the group. Now, now maybe that was the logic. We just want to get people talking. We just want to get some some energy around what's going on. But um, we, it will be a big test. What happens over the next week or two? And do they follow up Super Showdown with with? The Undertaker crushing AJ in two seconds in a match that so it's setting up a mania match for Undertaker that had been completely leaked. By the way, there is a sieve. I mean, who is leaking everything that's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we, have to, we really have to be honest, SUG, about how bad the leak is right now. Every yeah. single story is out. Off with that person's head because, like you said, it is every story. The Charlotte thing came out months ago. The whole Goldberg theme thing came out before Goldberg even popped up on TV that Goldberg would be involved in Mania. Um, and now here he is with the championship to boot. It's, it's, um, that's a problem. That's a problem. And it's, I, I don't see how there has to be a way to solve it aggressively. Because yeah. it's it's messing some things up. Like like for example, AJ and Taker is kind of neat. It's kind of cool. AJ and Taker is kind of cool. I agree. But like it was so spoiled. Now, um, so you have a Goldberg basically squash. You have an Undertaker basically squash. You have a Brock Lesnar straight up squash. Um, <laughs> yeah, and. And now John Cena will be on Raw, and by the time you guys, some of you are listening to it over the weekend, it's already happened. John Cena will be on SmackDown, I should say. And if he just comes out and we get what's being rumored, which is a match with Elias at Mania, what the hell would that be? I mean, would that not be the – guys, I just want you to know, I am going to go ballistic if that's what this is. If it's John Cena and Elias, I'm going to lose – my mind. I will, I will, I have no understanding for how right now John Cena with the limited amount of gas he has left in the tank, how on earth could the match be that they come up for him, Elias? How? Uh, yeah, I don't care that they have history. I don't, I don't care. 
It just doesn't that make was, any sense. It was fine. Last year was fine. Um, but no, it does not make any sense. As the thing to do for this year's WrestleMania, like a, a actual match? No. It, it, I, I, no, 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 no. It can't be. With an exclusive world premiere of our brand new box lotter. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It, it, it just can't. It can't be. The so, Doctor of Thugonomics deserves more than that. Oh, I'm sorry. That is not ruthless aggression. No. No, it's not. No. That would be a, a reckless transgression. Don't Stop do that to yourself. Us. So, um, a very interesting time. We, WWE had such momentum a few weeks ago. It really did. I really felt Raw had just been great. Um, SmackDown has improved. Mania season's looking good. I mean, I just discussed this all with Booker last week. And then this week is a pretty big crashing thud with what happened at, at Super Showdown. Um, coming up on the show in a bit, we have Natalia joining us. Uh, Monday Night Raw is at the Barclays Center. It's going to be an interesting Raw now, and it's at the Barclays Center this Monday. Tickets still available. So if you're in New York, in the tri-state, and you want to go to the Barclays Center, go cop your tickets. There's still some good seats available. And, of course, it's just one month out from WrestleMania. So uh, who knows who shows up on Monday. We know that Beth Phoenix will be there to address the Edge thing, um, but who knows who else pops up. So hopefully some good stuff along the way. But... Uh, I'm looking forward to Raw at the Barclays Center on Monday. Then, of course, right after that, you turn around and boom, Elimination Chamber in Philadelphia. Um, really curious now to see how the next couple of weeks play out after what happened at Super Showdown. Um, SGG, I know you have lots of law work to do. Of course. Um, of course. Mage attorney. Yeah, exactly. Um I'm going to uh, get someone else on the line here. We'll see what some of the other peckerheads have to say about this, get some other perspectives on what was a crazy day, and then we'll bring Natalia on. Uh, but SGG, do me a favor this weekend and uh, and stay mage. And enjoy yourself, Pete. Right. Oh, yeah. All right, take it easy. Take it easy, man. And I have to give, before we do anything else, a shout-out to Vivid Seats. You already know about Vivid Seats, man. You know, I'm actually, when I'm recording this, I'm going to Hall & Oates tonight at the Garden. And I got to hook up on these. But if I didn't, the first thing I did, you know what I'd do? I'd be on Vivid Seats. I'd be on the Vivid Seats app. Whatever the event is that you want to go to, the Vivid Seats app is the way to go. You just get the app, all right? You just keep it on your phone. And whenever there's a live event you want to go to, boom, they have you. And guess what? Every pair of tickets you get, they're guaranteed. That's how Vivid Seats does it. Amazing prices, easy purchasing experience, in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats rewards. It's dope. And on top of that, we have 10% off your next order. Just use the promo code ESPN25, all right? This is the way to do it. You're looking for a night out with the wife or the husband or the kids. You want to see WWE. Maybe you're trying to get tickets to Raw or something, WrestleMania weekend, whatever it may be. Just get that Vivid Seats app, keep it on your phone, and boom, you're in there like swimwear, as they once said a very, very long time ago. Promo code ESPN25 on the Vivid Seats app. So it's been a it's been a whirlwind week. I had Chicago two weeks ago for All Star, and then you turn around and it's what was last week? I can't even keep track. Last week was, um, oh, Fury Wilder, which was crazy. You know, I'm looking on the, um, on Spotify right now. They not have Jericho's AEW song? Is that possible? And do you know what Fozzie song it is? We've never listened to it on the, on the show before. I think we should listen to it as a, as a group, don't you think? Chris Jericho AEW theme. Let's see. It is Judas. Is that a Fozzie song? Not sure. Don't know if we need to hear the 31 minute version, but let's go with the four minute. Let's see what we get out of it. All right. You guys ready? Let's give it a shot. See if this works.
You can really hear it's Jericho when you listen to it. Uh, it's, it's it's such a good basic easy jam. Here we go. What have I become? Now, does it not get this far? Well, this is a 135 in. Because there's always the second chorus when he's in the ring, right? Because it, 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 Unless they play a different version on TV. Because he walks pretty slow. Guys, help me out with this. Does it get to this one here and this is the... This would be two minutes, ten sec, Two minutes and fifteen seconds in or so? The second time they hit it, when the crowd all sings it? Shout out to Jericho. You guys know I've thrown a lot of hate at Jericho. He's annoyed me many times over the years. Annoying guy at times. Very, very annoying at times. But damn it if he's not talented. Now, also, we should note, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this when we were talking, uh, when I was talking to SGG. You know, there is the roundabout way that this whole Goldberg situation could be here just to get people to boo Goldberg. And that, I mean, just to get people to cheer Reigns. And maybe we did mention it briefly. But that this could be the path to people cheering Reigns is is hating Goldberg. I, I think there's another way to do it. Um, or, frankly, you could just finally let Reigns be a heel. That would be fine, too. Um, but either way, someone who I'm sure will not be happy, and I don't know if we'll get him on the line, but we're going to try it. You know who I'm talking about, guys. You know there's one person we have to try. Because he must be beside himself. And I don't know if he'll answer. I don't know. Oh, horrifying. No response? try he said he needs two minutes Dipperstein texted me need two minutes we'll try another west coast going and going and going oh you're, you're going and going right now confirmed i had to call skylar aston on the podcast because i just need to get your feelings on what happened yesterday with super showdown i need it i need it and i won't wait for it the repuggery is beyond. It is bed, bath, and beyond. It's falling off the bone. Is it linens and things? It is so bad. Goldberg doing that jackhammer and both spears, mind you, were so repug. And I've healed off on several podcasts in the last month about Goldberg. So this is, I called this. I said this is going to happen. I won't mention the maker of shoes, but I might have mentioned it on his podcast okay. last week. Okay. I said it was going to happen, and we were going to do a Roman. We were going to do a Spear vs. Spirit Mania. I just didn't know we were going to get the warm-up of the uh, Undertaker, AJ Styles weird thing. Well, I was saying earlier on the podcast, let's just, let's just say what this is. In addition to the Goldberg repuggery, the leaks are out of control. I mean, every single thing that's going to happen. AJ Undertaker is not the worst thing in the world, but when you no. know it's going to happen, it's pretty whack. 
well, especially when they do it the way they did it. I mean, it's just so watered down. It's so sad what a low priority it is. And, you know, I don't like to heal off on this kind of stuff, but honestly, yeah, I'm pumped for Mania. Always will be, but I don't know, man. This was a left turn. Let me tell you something. My brother was supposed to go to Mania. We were booking his flight in the car, and I said, well, did you actually know what happened today? And he said, no, I was going to wait till we got home. I said, you might want to wait to book that flight. And he had the exact reaction I knew he would have. Jace Lipstein, the grungy gentleman himself. He's like, he's like, I don't know if I want to go, man. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not that way. I'm not that well, way. Well, no, no. We're go- Listen, we are in there no we're matter going, what. But we're going and we're gonna going. Go. Yeah, we're going to go and we're going to go. And when we get there, guess mm-hmm. what? We're going to go. We're going to keep going. Um, but it is, it is repugnant. Now, I have a question. There's a lot of noise. What, what is Skylar Aston doing at 1025 a.m. on a Friday morning? I actually am on your coast. I'm in your town oh, oh for the my, time being. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Well, I went and went, and I didn't really sleep or sleep. But I'm at the airport, and I'm going to Hotlanta for a little TV festival. Oh my god! This is big. You're going and going confirmed. What were you doing in New York? I was doing some press gimmicks. I did Kelly and Ryan. I did some Sirius XM. And now I'm capping it off with the last podcast of my trip. This is perfect. By the way, next time you're here, you should come do Hot 97 for press. I mean, you're a TV star, for God's sake. It's insane. We should absolutely do it. That's the easiest thing ever. We should we should have done it already. It, yeah, it would be it would be mage. But anyways, I just wanted yeah. to give you an opportunity to say something. Now, did you did you watch AEW this week? Uh, the, 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 yes, I did. The cage match was unbelievable. Um, uh, I love the way happened? in. I love the way in beyond belief. Yes, beyond. I, 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 I loved it. Honestly, I was like, do I drop money and buy that pay-per-view? I think I do. Uh, I th- listen, let me, where are you going to be on Saturday night? I, in Atlanta? Uh, yeah. So you'll be watching. Yeah, it. but I'll do it. Listen, you're Skylar Aston. You'll find some sort of lovely human being to lay next to you <laughs> while you sit in a hotel room. You maybe order a pizza and, and you watch Revolution. That's what you're going to do. Listen, the thing about you being a handsome celebrity man is you can have beautiful women who are willing to sit through an entire secondary wrestling product pay-per-view. You can do that. Can I tell you something? (laughs) I'd be lying if I told you I haven't done that already. Of course you have. Come on. I was showing people Royal Rumble 90, 98. It's so refreshing when you can actually get a female to sit down next to you and and go oh and like feign interest it is really which are you a telling the, are you telling the peckerheads right now that if they want to have a dream in life all they have to do <laughs> is star in one of the pitch perfects and then continue to have an acting career and they can get beautiful women to watch old royal rumbles yes i mean you'd probably have to have the street credit of starting on broadway oh uh, you need yes, that okay but, all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, know, you need that it's the, the you got to get the triple all right the other round. the other west coast jew is calling right now we'll talk to you soon okay goodbye you're the best there he is Bye. Skylar Aston, ladies and gentlemen, and it's almost as if his ears were ringing now because he knew Skylar Aston was calling and he refuses to play second fiddle. And now Dipperstein is on the line. Hey, Dip. Hi there. He's, I gotta tell you, Skylar right now, guess what he's doing? I, I, I. He's going, going, he's going and going. Let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm having a super showdown with my internet connection in my office. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, who's gonna who's gonna be Goldberg and who's gonna be uh, Bray Wyatt? Are you okay, by the way? How are you doing? Are you all right? Me? Yeah. Are you doing okay with everything? What? Is, yeah. With, with, with everything. With yesterday. With, with 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 Super Showdown. You're okay with everything? I mean, I I watched it like on my phone and I was zipping through. I mean, you know, I I can't you know I can't watch house shows. I don't have time to watch house shows. <laughs> I know. I'm a professional Hollywood agent. I don't have time to watch out shows. And um, are you as upset as the world is about the fiend thing, or are you over it? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm. Listen, it, it's repug, but you, I've always felt he didn't need the title. So all I'm bummed out about is why would you have him work this whole year to job out to a man who's in his fifties? But I, I wouldn't say I'm as upset as as everyone else seems to be. I would have liked – okay, my my dream scenario for Super Showdown was that – and I knew what was going to happen already. Of course, we all knew. But in a perfect world, my my ideal Super Showdown result 
would have been instead of the undertaker coming out and confronting AJ Styles, the undertaker would have been the person to cost the fiend easy his title easy. And then that's, you know, that would have made sense instead of a clean win by a 60 year old man. And then it would have been, you would have set up a showdown between the fiend and undertaker at WrestleMania, which is the biggest poster on earth. I mean, I way more important to the wrestling community than Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Here's the thing. I was a Goldberg. I, you know, I I think we all like have the same reaction. All young Jewish men have the same reaction to Goldberg, which is that we were all fans for like a year and a half of Goldberg in 1997 and 1998. And now he's so bad in the ring and it's so scary to watch him wrestle and so unsafe feeling. And it's like, it feels so forced and weird that I don't, I don't care. I don't want him. I don't, I don't like Goldberg anymore. I'm not afraid to say it. I don't like him anymore. You know, I don't want to say that anymore. Well, it's done. I, I said yesterday, I, I said earlier in this podcast, not yesterday, I said, I said, who's still popping for him? Who? I, I don't know. I don't know who it is. If it's not us, who is it? That's it's what not I'm, little kids. I'm still popping for Undertaker. I'll admit it. Yeah, the, course, the matches aren't the it's same. But I'm still popping for it. This is not the, the same. It's not, it's the not The Undertaker's right. a different thing. It's a, it, he's a being. He's a presence. He's, he's dead. So it's amazing to see him be alive. Right. But when you see Goldberg, you want to be it's dead. like, it's like, you know, you know that his, he has gray facial hair and he doesn't diet anymore. And it's like, he just, even though he looks great for his age. Oh my God. I mean, like I think I've said on the podcast, I mean, my father doesn't look like that and they're the same age, but you know, your father he, doesn't look like Goldberg. He, my father does not look like Goldberg. Wow. No. This is big. You news. would think he would look you would like Goldberg, think but he, he does would. not. You would. He was not. No, mm. he does not. He stopped going to the gym and it doesn't look like Goldberg. That is, no. that is surprising. Now, um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And it was so easy. You have Undertaker set it up. Boom. Now you get Fiend versus Undertaker. Um, Goldberg then has the title. You could still do Goldberg Roman. Sure. No problem. Um, yeah. now, now what do you think about the logic that you do it this way and everyone boos Goldberg and cheers Roman Reigns? It's going to be terrible. I mean, they better not put that be- on last. You think they'll just because- boo the whole match? They'll just boo everything. They, yeah, I think they're going to boo the match. I think the match will be booed. That's a that's it's not even a question. The match will be booed. Do you, it will be short and booed. Do you know what the 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 real main event is right now to WrestleMania? And I'm sure it won't be. But for me, right now, Randy Orton Edge. That is correct. That yeah. is the main I mean, event. That it'll is be great. the main it's event. Not, I don't. It'll be a great violent match, and I'm excited for it. You know, I just mean story wise. It's the most important story. That's the story. Yes, the mo- okay, so I, here's my take on that scenario. Okay, just quickly. <laughs> Um, and I, it'll, I, I, something will play out tonight in some, right? Yeah. He's yeah, smart, something yeah. will. Something no, will no, play no, out no, tonight. No, 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 they're, they're, I'm probably not. Everything, they're, they're raw. Oh, they're raw. So something will play out on Monday. Nothing played out on Monday. No, Beth Phoenix really? is there at the Barclays Center on Monday. Okay. So that's good. That's, that's good. But we need, okay, besides like Beth Phoenix being angry with Randy that he's turned on his friend, we need to see a reason. From Randy Orton. Correct. If we never get a reason, then the storyline is stupid. It's a joke. It means nothing. They, we need to, Randy needs to give us an explanation on Monday. We can't just have Beth Phoenix say, how dare you? How dare you turn on my husband? That's not a story. Right. Randy Orton needs a reason that he did it. Why would you hurt Edge? You think you Why would you hurt him? So if we don't get a reason, it's a joke. If we get a reason, I'm very into it. That is the determining factor for me. So it's a I need a reason. Tell a story. Give me a story. Get on the mic and say that he, during his time he did something. I mean, I, give me what one thing. I mean, maybe Beth Phoenix has, uh, you know, got something for Randy Orton. Give it something. I, I hear I you. Something like that. I hear you, but I, I, let's. No, it'll be nothing. It'll be nothing. They'll get, it'll be a screaming match. He's going to. He's gonna uh, RKO Beth Phoenix onto a chair or onto the stairs, or he'll do a concerto. I don't hate that. I actually don't hate that. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it. That's fine. He's, that's what's gonna happen. He's okay. gonna do a. He's gonna do a concerto to Beth Phoenix. I don't hate it. You, but I, I need a reason that he's doing. I it. I hear you. I hear you. But I'm just saying that specific move. I don't hate. And and John, if John Cena comes out on television tonight and announces a match with a lie, we get a match with Elias. That's this, not what's happening. This it's Cena versus it's Cena and Fiend. 
Cena Fiend. They already had a Mania match like three years ago. That's what's happening. Cena Fiend. It's done. Book, no. Book it. That's book what it. everyone's saying. Book it. I see. Uh, Is that what you're saying? It's the, it's the biggest I match see. they could do for uh, Cena. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and what will you say tomorrow if it is Elias? Cause so far, and I've said this now to Skylar and I said it to SGG and so our poor audience is hearing it for the third time, but I'm telling it to you because I was our third guest. The big, the biggest problem I have with WWE right now is how bad the leaks are. Every story gets out. Yeah, who, of course. Who is mm-hmm. the loser who enjoys just spoiling things? What is wrong with you? Whoever this is on the creative team or wherever this person is, I want to show up there. I want to go backstage and shark well, ring necks. What what are you most, doing this for? Most of the leaks come from Meltzer on and and someone is telling Meltzer. So who That's is what happens? But who is the person know. who tells you Meltzer? Think I know. I don't know. I find don't know. out. I want you to find out. I want right, you I'm to gonna find out. The okay. investigation of the cinch. I want you you know what? And when you find this person, it's simple. Just go up to them and say Stop yourself. Stop yourself. It's that easy. Indeed. Indeed. Um, all right. Well, listen. I'd like you to do me a favor and 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 uh, and enjoy yourself. There's another big event on Saturday. I'm very excited about. I mean, I mean. Oh, wait, are you having people over for Revolution? I am confirmed. I'm having people over. Oh, this is, what are your thoughts? I, I got to tell you, I, it's the card is major, and oh, I, I mean Orange I Orange oh, Cassidy. God. Orange Cassidy has a match. So I mean, how do you not? I, order I can't. It? I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait. I mean, this last episode, this episode on Wednesday night was on fire. It was on fire. Oh my, full fleekage. And, and, and the, 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 the documentary, the revolution documentary that aired. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it. Oh my, it's, BB&B. the voiceover is so mage, dude. They got like whoever is like the guy. I mean, they, I think they got the, the, the 30 for 30 guy. Oh, do I they? think, I uh, think so. It's you, the same kind of thing. It's the same voicey thing. It's the same thing. And by the way, it, the, the, the pay-per-views are so infrequent that it feels like a big deal. There's a pay-per-view. It does. It feels like a big deal. It feels like a big deal. I can't believe that headbutt. I mean, do we think that was a shoot headbutt? I mean, or did he, I mean, you mean, he, you mean did he, he bust him open the hard way? I, I, yeah. I, I think it was the hard way. I do. Dude, did you see his face today? No. Yesterday? No. He, he posted <laughs> okay. a picture? Yeah. You gotta see it. It's destroyed. Where'd he post it on his, He'll on have his Twitter? A gigantic scar for the rest of his life on his face. Jericho. Where did he post it's, it? It's on the internet. It's pull up, pull up Raja, pull up SE scoops or pull up at whatever, pull up anything. It's all there. I got to see his face. It's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. And then all the comments are like, Moxley's unsafe. Again, Moxley's unsafe. I mean, guys, take off the eye patch. Guys, you know, guys, it's, they still don't know. What's, I don't want to say the word. I don't want to say the word in front of you, Dip, of what it is, but uh, he they had an idea of what might happen. There. And people don't know. They watch professional wrestling, and they don't understand how it works. It's amazing. You know what? Good for them. They're enjoying it in the purest way possible. I, I got to find this picture. All I see is pictures of um, Goldberg. Um, well, listen, do me a favor and, yeah. and definitely, um, definitely take it easy. Yeah, I'm in a same age, and you know, I'm working on things. I'm working on some things. You're working on things right now? I'm working on things. I'm working on things. Really? I'm working on some things. Yeah, I'm working on things. Wow. I'm working on things. Because I posted that picture a few weeks ago on, on social media of you at work. You were, you were at a WWE show and also on your phone. It was quite mage. Yeah, I was, I was 100% doing a deal at that very moment. You were, you were doing a deal at that moment. I'm doing a deal. That's mage. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Goodbye. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's, uh, it's that time of year as we head down the road to WrestleMania and, uh, a couple of stops along the way. One will be in Philadelphia in a couple of weeks at Elimination Chamber. But before we get there, we'll be the Barclays Center this Monday for Monday Night Raw. And someone you can see at both shows, a critical role at, uh, Elimination Chamber and also will be at Raw is my friend Natalia. Natalia, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Please. You're you're always welcome on any of my vehicles. Um, yeah, I'm going to drop in anytime I want. Anytime you want, you're welcome to be here. Um, so first of all, uh, how have you been recently? Um, how do you feel about Elimination Chamber and what's been going on with Natalia uh, these days on Raw, etc.? Um, I've been great. I feel great. It's, it's funny because I was talking to my husband TJ and I'm like, 
I've been wrestling since 2002 and my body has never felt better. Like I feel like I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life. Um, I don't know if I'm aging like JLo or, or what, but I'm happy to <laughs> roll with it. If that's the case. <laughs> um, I'm excited for elimination chamber. Obviously anybody that watches WWE knows, knows that this is an exciting time right now because it's the road to WrestleMania. So we are, we are weeks away from WrestleMania and anything and everything can happen. You never know what's going to happen, you know, in a time like this, because the stakes are high with WrestleMania, all the matches are shaping up. And of course it's been announced that myself and five other women will be taking, um, will be competing in, in the elimination chamber, which is my very first time competing in a match like this. So I'm doing everything that I can to prepare. I'm going down to the performance center. I'm working with different people. I'm studying matches and, and picking the brains of, you know, so many superstars that have been in something like this. So it's, it's really, really cool to think about possibly getting a match for the Women's Championship at WrestleMania and potentially potentially winning the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania against Becky Lynch. It, that's what WrestleMania moments are made of. From a physical standpoint, from, you know, you know everything about uh, this business and... Uh, physically the demands of wrestling when you look at the elimination chamber and the structure itself what is it and from conversations you've had um, and I'm sure you and TJ break it down and discuss it physically what are some of the thoughts and concerns that you have around just dealing with the chamber itself and how you sort of treat that as as one of the players in the elimination chamber match it's really, really hard to put into words what this being in this kind of a match means to me because there's nothing like it. And it's a really unique match to be in, but it's also really dangerous. And even just from, you know, TJ has been in an elimination chamber match himself um, with Cesaro, and it, it's, there, there's so much risk involved. And even just getting thrown up against the chamber, it can really hurt you. And of course, you know, as a WWE superstar, our bodies are our tools. So if I, if I get hurt in this match, I can't compete at WrestleMania. And, you know, it's, there, there's a lot at stake and it's, it's not just like hitting the ropes. You know, you're in a steel structure. I mean, even hitting the ropes leaves people with welt marks and bruises right. and, you know, it hurts. So something like this, I mean, if you're getting slammed up against the chamber and, you know, it's, it's just anything can happen. And of course, you know, we've got six girls in this match. Every single girl is hungry. Every single girl wants it. You know, you've got myself, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Asuka, and, and Shayna Baszler in this match. And every girl, you know, sit, like we're, we're all fighting to have this WrestleMania moment. But I will say that every girl in this match is special. Every girl in this match means something. And every girl in this match deserves to be in the chamber. Um, and of course you can also, that'll be in Philadelphia a week from Sunday, but before we get there, Monday Night Raw at the Barclays Center, tickets available right now. Um, the last time you'll be able to see Raw at the Barclays Center, of course, before WrestleMania, which is just over a month out. You've been doing this for a long time, um, professionally. What's your first WrestleMania memory as, uh, as a human being, period, pre-professionally? First WrestleMania memories for Natty. Gosh, my first WrestleMania memory would have to be, and my and still to this day, one of my most special memories, WrestleMania 10, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, Madison Square Garden. It, it's a match that, as a as a wrestler, as a WWE superstar, it's a match that, when I watched that match, I, I was like, I want to wrestle. And it, it was such a simple story, a brother versus brother story. It, it, you know, like it's family. And of course, it's my family, but Anybody that's watching that that has a sibling understands the match. They understand the story. And so much of what we do in WWE, I, I say it all the time, and, and not just because I've grown up in a wrestling family and not just because I've been around the business my entire life, but we tell stories. We tell, it's not just about moves. We, we tell stories in the ring. The most compelling matches that I've ever seen are, you know, they're stories. And you, you get really wrapped up in the story. So I go back to that match with, with Brett and Owen at Madison Square Garden of course, New York is the mecca for WWE. It's where we, it's our stomping ground uh, in WWE. But I go back to that moment and I think about that match and how it changed Owen's career immensely and how Brett was still able to 
be the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be while elevating his little brother, while telling a story, while taking Owen to another level in his career. And you just remember those moments. You don't remember the moves. You remember the moments. Um, what was your, the first uh, WrestleMania you attended in any way? <laughs> the first WrestleMania I, I ever attended was, as crazy as this is going to sound, was when I started my career in WWE. It was the first time we were in Orlando. I think that was 2008. My dad um, <laughs> didn't really like us being backstage. He didn't really like us being around uh the business because when my dad was wrestling in WWE, it was there was hardly any women around. So he was very, very protective of my sisters and I, and he didn't really feel like, you know, he didn't want us sitting in the crowd. He didn't want us, you know, backstage where it's chaotic. It's crazy. It's hectic. So we, we were always really, really sheltered as kids um, because my dad just felt like it was sort of a man's world and he didn't, he just wanted to protect us and keep us safe. Of course, as the industry changed and women became super involved, my dad became. Uh, one of my biggest fans, but that was the first WrestleMania I ever went to. I think it was 2008. It was the one in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. And I sat the flare. Uh, yeah, I sat in the stands and watched it. Yes, the uh, Rick slash Matt. Yes, Rick versus Sean. Um, I was there as well. Uh, I think that was my first. That was my first kind of as an adult. Actually, I guess that was my first period. Also, um, do you still get, um, you know, fans of WrestleMania, ones who attend, who go every year? It's such a thing to look forward to, not just the, 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 the Sunday and not just NXT and not just the events, but the whole thing is such a reunion for people. Are you able as a superstar to still enjoy it that way? Or is it really just such a weekend of work where you're focused on making sure you handle the task that you're not able to enjoy sort of the, um, the reunion camaraderie aspect of the whole weekend? Well, that's actually a great question. Um, it, it is an intense week for the talent. The superstars, of course, were doing tons of appearances. Last year, we did over a thousand appearances. Um, you know, w- w- when we do that WrestleMania week, there's just so much stuff we do, especially our community outreach work that we do. Um, that's, that's special to the superstars, especially to myself. So I always jump at the opportunity to do anything like that, especially with children's hospitals or, you know, talking to kids about reading or anti-bullying, stuff like that. But the whole week itself is just intense. You've got you know, the Hall of Fame this year, which is on Thursday. You've got Friday, which is, um, gosh, what is SmackDown. Friday is SmackDown. Saturday is, um, you've got TakeOver, and then you've also got WrestleMania on Sunday. Then Monday is Raw, which is like a restart to the entire year. So it's like a, you know, it's, it's, it's craziness. But you also start to realize the loyalty of our fans. Um, there's nothing like it. Our fans are there for us through thick and thin, and they will go to every single show. And I've experienced this now for, 12 years in WWE where it doesn't matter if you have a show Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, they're there. They'll be there. They'll be involved. They'll be engaged. They care. And we will be bringing in nearly a hundred thousand people into Tampa Bay, um, which is, you know, every year that's why so many cities lobby to have us come to their city because it's a massive money-making venture for not just WWE, but for the city that we host WrestleMania. Of course. So it's, it's special, but it's, for us as superstars, I know it's funny because I heard Roman Reigns do an interview and he said that uh, he saw his daughter backstage at WrestleMania and she was running across the green room and he just thought about like how special it was that, you know, he was getting to enjoy these moments and like seeing seeing her eyes light up and seeing like a lot of us, even though we're superstars, we're still fans, you know, and my family gets to come and be a part of it. It's, it's a family thing. I see the Samoans. I see... You know, I love seeing The Rock's mom. She's so, she's so sweet. Anytime I see, you know, any of the Samoans backstage, you know, the hearts from the Samoans, they go way back. But, um, you know, you, you, you see Rick Flair and his family, and you see the Samoans, and you see, you know, all these different legends. Anybody from Sergeant Slaughter to, you know, Hillbilly Jim to, you know, Hacksaw Jim Doug, all these people that, you know, just put so much into the industry, but then you see them with the current superstars now. You know, and I'm excited to see the, the legends and the current talent come together this year for WrestleMania because so many of so many legends live in Tampa, you know, from Hulk Hogan to, uh, you know, Batista who's going into the hall of fame. So many people live in Tampa. So this is a huge stomping ground for a lot of people. You're going to see a lot of us for sure. Uh, well, listen, Natty, before that, we look forward to seeing you, uh, Monday at the Barclay Center for Raw. And then, of course, the Elimination Chamber. Good luck. Maybe you end up challenging, 
um, uh, uh, Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. And it's always a pleasure talking to you. I'll see you uh, down the road. Thanks so much, Peter. I look forward to seeing you too. Always. Thanks, Natalia. I, uh, I want to find, I'd really like to see the, the nose, the Chris Jericho picture here before we get up, before we end the podcast. You know what? I'm going to play the outro theme song. And if I can't find it, I can't find it. And if I find it by the end, and by the way, we'll do mailbag next week. I apologize. Mail. Let me see if I can find it before the outro ends. Goldberg on SmackDown. It's professional. Hold on. Found it. Oh. oh, Jericho looks disgusting. Yeah, he's not gonna have a scar his entire life, but it is a nasty gash. Bye, guys.